welcome to Rapid Fire with the Girls Who Do Stuff. This is where we ask our guests rapid fire questions and they answer with the first things that come to mind. Now, here's the Girls Who Do Stuff, Jenny Midgley and Sarah Madras. Hello again. We put our guests in the hot seat and they have to say the first thing that comes to their mind while we rapid fire questions at them. Serena Myers, are you ready? I am. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. What's the number one thing on your bucket list? I'm going to Bali. How do you unwind? I color. Nice. Do you do the adult coloring books or do you do like watercolor? Do you do... I'm terrible at watercolor, so it actually stresses me out, even though I try to make it really nice. So I do adult coloring books, but with really simple pictures. Yes, because the adult coloring books stress me out. They're too detailed and intricate. And I'm like, this is stressful. Mm -hmm. Give me a little kid's coloring book of like Beauty and the Beast or Mickey Mouse or something. I can't handle it. Okay. (laughs) I'm with you. Our address at the studio is 1152 Executive Circle, (laughs) Carrie is Suite 210. And you can send Sarah coloring books. (laughs) Carrie, North Carolina, 27511. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> what is the first thing you do in the morning? I shower. That's like the first thing. And I meditate in the shower. Like I'm in there for an hour. It's a long time. Nice. I can that get on stresses board of that. Oh, my God. My husband is, you've been in there forever because usually I'm like a 20, 30 minute girl. <laughs> but an hour, that's awesome. Like showers are perfunctory, right? Like showers are meant to clean, do what no. you need to do. I can be in the bath for no. an hour and a half. No, I get in, I shower, then I sit down and I sit in the bottom while the water's still running and I meditate and I have waterproof notepads. So whenever I have ideas that come in that need action, then I can reach over, write it down and then go back and zen out. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It wow. sounds amazing. Because I would be like, I am under a waterfall. A tropical waterfall is falling. Like, I would totally. What are your water bills? Serene out my next shower. Like, I'm going to do it. A, like, water is a natural resource, y'all. There's not yeah, an infinite I know, I supply. I kind of feel bad about it, but also. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, like, well, that hits I me. And my dad being crunchy granola. Oh, I, my God. That's so funny. What? Sorry. <laughs> Just, I'm totally distracted by the hour-long shower. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go to and what would you say to yourself? I would go to about eight, which was when my parents were getting divorced and everything was just starting to get really yucky. And I would say, this is not your fault. I love that. Because at that age, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very impactful. What's a story that you have told yourself that holds you back and how did you make you make that shift to set it so that it sets you free? So I think it's that I am actually when Sarah and I met, it was I, w- I gave a talk about being a two girl. So I'm too much. I'm too loud. I'm too bossy. I'm too whatever. And eventually I just got to the place where I recognized that all those twos were actually my superpowers. And mm-hmm. when I could use them for good instead of using them to make myself feel really shitty, it really transformed my relationship with those beliefs. Mm-hmm. Own your extra sister. Own your extra. Yeah. That's yeah. what I say all the time. Like I'm extra. I know it. I own it. <laughs> And I know that I'm too much for some people and those are not my people and I love you anyway. Yep. Yeah, exactly. 
What does success look like for you? So success for me is a mix of having impact, feeling really good about what I'm doing, which usually comes from having impact, feeling fueled so energetically, financially, and everything from the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and where when I put my head on the bed at night where I'm just like, that was a day well spent. Like that, where you just feel really good about how you've shown up and the impact that you've had. Oh, that I day like well spent. that. Yeah. I'm going to, see, she gives me so many gems every time I chat with her. Because I think that's such a good ritual to implement of you lay your head down on the pillow at night and you're like, okay, I showed up. That was a good day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially on the hard days. Mm-hmm. When you still go out of bed and you still put on your pants and you still like talk to people and human mm-hmm. for a little while. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Love and celebrate it. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that challenge you? My parents. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you can say that. Examples. Yeah. They're probably the biggest ones. But I, that's what we came into this life to do was to recognize and grow from our challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you most afraid of? I used to, my biggest fear until like maybe 10 years ago was that when I died, nobody would care, that I would have made zero impact. And I don't believe that. Now I believe it would be fine, like more than fine. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. I guess it would be more that I didn't get to help and serve and and impact as many people as I'd like. But I, I actually don't feel as fearful as I I lived in a lot of fear for a long time. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know what my biggest fear is. I've never really thought about it since that yeah. resolved itself. That's an awesome place to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you most proud of? I would say just like how far I've come from where I was and what was expected of me in this life to the life that I'm living now and how I was able to rewrite my past and not become a victim to it and and just keep striving for more and believing that more was possible instead of just being stuck in that limited, heavy, like kind of despondent place mm-hmm. that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of hope in where I grew up. What is something people often get wrong about you? I have been told that people find me intimidating and mean And I think when I'm in nervous introvert mode, I get like a bit awkward. And so it comes off as aloof, but really it's just, I feel like a weirdo and I don't know where I fit in. Sometimes that's misconstrued as like snobbery or, or cold or distant, but really it's just like awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Yep. Oh, absolutely. We've talked about that many times on the show before where we've had, when somebody said that to me and I was like, what? You're intimidated by me. And, and it coming off as intimidating, but you're just, you're like feeling uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it does have, so we learned this from Bart when a Bart Queen was in the, the studio and, mm-hmm. and that there is a natural stance and uh, way that you hold your face. <laughs> like you have to work on to break because the people whose mouths naturally turn down yeah. look like they're mm. always sour. And so that's where the RBF comes from. That like you have natural RBF. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Right. Right. Like I'm not unapproachable. I'm not. But I also walk around life thinking about the next 10 things that I have to do. So right. I'm not paying attention to how I look to the world around me. And that's I'm not going to apologize to that for that. Mm-hmm. But it does come across as that like aloofness or unapproachableness that you're mm-hmm. like, but yep. that's, I'm saying but hi. How weird would it be to be like, I know, <laughs> like how weird would it be if I walked around looking like the plastic? Like the Joker. Woo. 
Hi, I'm approachable. Do I need to wear a neon sign? No. Do I need to apologize for that? No. Yeah. Miss Serena Myers does not need to apologize for that, nor, but it's, it is, it's interesting how that happens. Yes. What is something no one knows about you? I really, like no one, not even my spouse. Or like yes. most people. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like my are we going there yes I, what know. Does I was like no if you're willing about you. <laughs> I, I don't know what that would be but most people don't know i'm super super creeped out by feet like i really hate feet mm-hmm. it's a weird thing but i don't think yeah. that's weird at all i don't like all right. feet either so you would they never be like a nail technician and give pedicures <laughs> but like I'm if like, your husband I have so much respect for them because they can it's that is not a skill i have so, like, if your husband, like, fell and broke his foot and had a surgical dressing that you had to change, somebody else would have to come in and do it? Like, pro- mm. I'd probably be, like, <laughs> like uh, all the way through it, but I would probably push through because the love is there. But it would be, like, you owe me big. Every day is going to be Valentine's Day for the next six months, don't oh you know? Oh, my God. I love yeah. that so uh, much. If your life was a story, what genre book would it be? I think it would actually be like a chick lit book. Like, because I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm living in the Mindy Project or something like that. <laughs> or like, yeah, like a Lauren Weisberger or a, or a Jane Green or a Jennifer Weiner or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, Jennifer Weiner is a great example because her characters always have some hardship in there and then it yes. turns into the floofy whatever. Yep. So, yeah, Good in Bed was like a huge pivotal, pivotal novel for pivotal, pivotal. Novel. Mm-hmm. novel for me that I read so at a good. very, yeah. And Jemima J by Jane Green. That was the other one. Oh, I um, read that one. It's on the list now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I actually, when I met Jane Green, I brought my copy of Jemima J and she took it and she held it and she said, you keep this safe because they don't print this cover anymore. And she, cause I, I met her at an author signing for her new book and I brought Jemima J with me and mm-hmm. I told her, I was like, you have no idea the impact that this book had on me. And I just needed to share that with you. And so she signed it and she was just, but watching her like lovingly go into the memory of yeah. where she was when she wrote that book. And it was, yeah, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Oh, if your uh, life was a biopic, who would play you if your life was made in your life story is made into a movie? Who would play you? I know who I would pick, but I want to know now. But no, you have to um, say first. I feel like it would. I feel like it'd be like Rebel Wilson or something because she's got that sass. She's a little bit young, but Melissa yeah. McCarthy. I love her. I would pick Melissa McCarthy for you. That's just me. I would cast her. I could see those. Mm-hmm. Both of those. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I could totally see Rebel Wilson. She's more over the top than I am. So I was like, where to be Melissa McCarthy? But yeah, I was t- dancing between those two. Mm-hmm. I can see Anna Kendrick too, honestly. That energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I enjoy Anna Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> if your life had a theme song, what would it be? It's funny because we were talking about this earlier at the start of the show. It'd probably be Shake It Off by Taylor Yes! <laughs> and I have a little bit of shame about that, but I'm still going to name no. it and claim it. No shame at all. Love her. Girl, love I, that I love Taylor Swift. I will put Taylor Swift on in the office. I yep. will sit and have, yeah, mm-mm, no shame. Yep. No shame. Not here. No shame. shame does not live in this island. No, it does not. Do you like live music? 
Do I like going to concerts? Live. Do you like going to concerts? Yeah. So I love live music. I hate crowds. Yeah. No, I feel you. Do you have a bucket list concert though? Like somebody who you'd love to see play live? I'm trying to think of someone that I would love to see live. Where you could go like outdoors and not have to worry about crowds. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I saw the arcade fire outdoors and it was brilliant because they're they are such an immense sound so being outdoors nothing got lost mm-hmm. and there was space that the crowds weren't super brutal i would see them a million times again they were so good i saw block party indoors and that was the sound was amazing but it felt small because of all the people mm-hmm. yeah. but, my my uh, yeah yeah my bucket list concert of course is mumford and sons at red rock i'm trying to manifest the live music to come back i'm just letting you know <laughs> and i would really love for them to play with judah and the lion and that's all I'm going to say about that. To which people usually respond like, who is that? We had this conversation. I know. I'm just like, they're put like, it out there. Maybe they're are. listening and maybe they're going to be like, we want to make that happen mm-hmm. for her. Mumford and Sons at Red Rocks. With Judah and the Lion. Make me super it. duper Post happy. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Yes. Yeah. All righty. Let's do it. Let our, li- are we, we're good to do. Let our listeners know how do they reach you and what's next for you. Yeah. Okay. Can you let our listeners know what's next for you, how they can connect with you, work with you, all that good stuff. Buy your book. Buy the book. Yeah. That's a great place to start. So yeah. Sacred Anger um, is actually out March 3rd. So it's going to be available by the time this airs mm-hmm. and working with me, I actually have programs that are built around the same philosophies that are in sacred anger. So if you read it and you're like, dang, I want to go further with this, then head over to my website, serena.ca and all the specifics are there. The program is called the anger tango because it's all about learning how to dance mm-hmm. with the rhythms of how you feel. Love it. Can you say it again? <laughs> um, the, 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 er, the tango, start with the tango and then it's about the rhythm of Oh, the Anger Tango is uh, the name of my one-on-one program. And it's all about learning to dance with the rhythms of how you feel. Like Gloria Stefan in the Rhythm of the Night. Exactly. There you That's go. What I was That's trying what to... she's been trying. She was setting it up so that she could execute it. So... <laughs> That's what That's... I'm here for. Like I'm, I'm ready to make you look great. It's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we so appreciate you. Thank you for sticking with us the extra time and and <laughs> with all the Thanks for staying with us. No, yeah. Yeah, we do that appreciate awesome. that. No, thanks for having me, you guys. Yes. Uh, and we hope you've enjoyed this uh rapid fire with Serena Myers in the hot seat. Go check out her episode. Thank you, friend. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And and you you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 